Let me bang you. I do let you bang. Hey, let me bang you, Jesus, man. I let you bang. I let you bang. Greetings, Marriage of Virgins. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, bro, welcome to a brand MMA Roasted podcast. It's me and McCorkle today. We got a special one because... People have been asking, where's Sean? Where's Sean? They're all worried about you. I get more like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting death threats now. You better put fucking Sean on or I'm going to kill you and this and that. So uh, it's me and Sean today on a Friday. How you doing, man? Doing all right. I love how if I just miss a podcast, that must mean I'm either hospitalized or something something crazy. Oh, I didn't tell you. Um, not that anybody cares or that you care that much, but um, I guess you care. Um, I got denied for the spinal cord stimulator implant based on my psychological evaluation, if you can believe uh, Really? Yeah, but they won't tell me why. And I have a feeling it's because I told the lady, the, the psychologist, that all doctors in Indiana are idiots, you know, and that's like, the, like they're the worst. And then she was the one I told you guys she started insinuating maybe some of the some of it's from childhood trauma, not really, you know, my back hurting. And I got really irritated when she started down that path. And I was like, wow, that's weird. Cause none of it seemed, none of this supposed trauma seemed to bother me until I herniated a disc in my back. Like that's when it all came rushing back, you know? So, yeah. And it was uh, good enough to fight 20 fights in like the, the trauma yeah. got you then it's yeah, bro. I, yeah. I, I told you how, uh, when my wife and I went to couples therapy, uh, before pre-marriage counseling it, at her church, yeah. Um, she didn't want to do it till we did. anyway so we go there and there's a, we're in a bunch of classes and a, and like it's the craziest thing like one guy hasn't even had sex with his wife the girl won't even have sex with him until he goes to church pre-marriage counseling like they're like on the right. third date and then other people that are just like one kid's like 16 and 17 and nobody wants them to get married so we met with the guy who's supposed to marry us and after meeting with us he he, he refused to marry us because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I thought it was given. I thought he, I thought he had to marry us. He's right. like, well, first he asked if I accept Christ. Will I accept Christ? I'm like, no, I'm Jewish. I, I'm, right. I'm not going to. And then so oh, I back, killed Christ. I'm not going to accept him now. <laughs> well, the Romans killed him, but uh, I'm not even going to. I don't even. You know, dude, I'm so fucked because every time I make a statement, I just think of all the stupid comments on YouTube. It's like they live in my head. I can right. never be Brendan Schaub. I can never be him. Uh, like it takes a certain type of talent to be a person who could be so fucking hated and not give a shit. Or maybe he does give a shit, but he doesn't let it on. Um, yeah. I think but, he's so delusional. It's, dude, there's The ignorance is bliss is really like the truest thing ever said. Like I look at people all the time that think that they like, they think they've got it all figured out. Like, and they think that everybody, like guys that rev their engine real loud when they pull away or whatever, they think everyone thinks they're a badass. Everyone thinks they suck. But in their mind, they're like, hey, did you see everybody's face when I rev my engine before I pulled away? Like they don't realize that people just hate them. Dude, but, Tiffany Haddish was like that. Tiffany Haddish, I uh, would see her do comedy. I mean, she's a, she's a great comic, but I'd, I'd watch her bomb for 20 minutes. I mean, this is before anyone knew who she was. And she acted like she had the greatest set of all time. Like, it, right. did, it did not register. You know, she didn't care. Ben Glebe is another guy. And I'm like, I wish I had that talent. That That is a gift. That is, it is. a fucking gift. Because I'm like, 
yeah, I, I killed, but they didn't laugh at this joke or, or, or this happened or this guy got mad at that. Or it's like, that's why Larry David, Larry David quit stand up comedy because he would make everyone laugh except for like one person. And then he right. couldn't get it out of his head to the point where he would then tank the rest of the set because he was just talking to the one person. And I All understand right. that. I totally understand that. Like, there, even at a comedy club at the Looney Bin, they said uh, they used to have comment cards, right? And I would go and, like, at the end of the thing, I would walk past the tables and look at them. And if I was a bad one, I would actually drop something and then take the comment card and throw it away, you know, so that the other <laughs> wouldn't see it. But That's then they awesome. said, they said that comedians couldn't look at the comment cards anymore because uh, one comic got a bad comment and then called the guy at work on like Monday. And it was like, <laughs> hey, man, this is the comedian. So you don't think I'm funny, asshole? <laughs> right. That's awesome. He took it really personally. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah there's a level of petty that like you made me laugh so hard because when <laughs> Friday Kid 3 came out and that guy, what's his name? Terry Silver. Terry Silver. You said that, like, basically, he was like a millionaire who in oil, and it got, and he spends his entire time ruining a high school kid's life. Right. That's exactly something I would do. Like, you know, <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, I've been after that Jesse Parsley guy for like seven years now, and they're like, "What did what did he do to you that's so bad?" I was like, "Well, he ran his mouth on the internet." They're like, "So you spend hours a day every day making his life hell?" I was like, "Well, he should have apologized." Like, I start every now and then I start realizing I get. <laughs> It's um, I te- I terrorized. I don't know if I ever told you this. My high, my college basketball coach, I quit basketball because he started running his mouth to me one day after practice and told me if I don't like it, uh, let, let, get my stuff and go. And so I walked away. Full ride scholarship. I just walked away that day. Never played again. And me and my brother and my cousin spent more than twenty years pranking him, calling him, sending him scouting tapes of players that didn't exist. He had this guy, this character we came up with named Tony Giamani, who would call him all the time. He was a street agent who would try to sell him players. And every player he would try to sell this coach had some real weird thing wrong with him. So it would be like, now listen, this guy's great, but he's got a mild addiction to gay porn. So that's going to have to be available to him in the locker room. Like, I mean, he'll score 40 a night, but he's going to have to have, you know, he's going to watch gay porn whenever he wants, even if it's at halftime. And this coach would be like, who is this? Like, who is this really? <laughs> and then um, he, he never could understand if it was real or not. And then I would have, like, I had a friend that used to travel the world with this with his job. I would have him send postcards from all over the world to that coach. Like, hey, I'm over in Germany scouting the best players of the, you know, uh, we'd say shit that doesn't make sense. Like, scouting the best players the UK has to offer, like, it, but he's in Germany. Like, it wouldn't make any sense at all, you know? And, like, uh, he would always, uh, he would he would call him with players and say, this guy's just like Dennis Rodman, except he doesn't rebound or play defense. Other, like that. Other than that, he's a clone of Rodman. And the coach would be like, who the fuck is this? Like, he'd start screaming on the phone. This is like 18 years after I left the school. He was still screaming on the phone at him. It was the funniest thing ever. So. There was a there, when when uh, when fraternity bids went out, like you know, fraternity bids went out. They would always be like the pledge class. You know, no one knew who was in the fraternity. It's like none of the right. friends would. So what me and my friends would do is we would call a kid that got a bid and be like, "Hello, is uh, brother whatever Stevens there?" Like, yes. Uh, like this is brother Johnson. I'd be like, "Hi, no, call us brother Johnson." Oh, sorry, brother Johnson. I want, I'm like, I want you and your whole pledge class outside the dorm in their underwear in five minutes and then we would watch like 10 kids in their underwear <laughs> run out and, and we're like singing bell biv devos poison or just something so stupid right and right. Then, and then, like 20 minutes later they would realize that they got fucking right <laughs> then they didn't get in the uh the fraternity because they fell for it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, uh, that was actually the real test if you're dumb enough to fall for it. So I literally got off a cruise ship yesterday, uh, working on a cru- two cruises in a row, and now I'm in Dallas doing comedy. And uh, by the way, you know, when I used to go to, you know, clubbing or parties, remember back in the day, you'd go there and I'd like, you know, how many girls can you make out with uh, that club? Or you'd be, you know, grinding with a girl, you put your hand on her ass, whatever it was. It was just like good times, fun times. Well, I'm on this cruise ship and they put my room right above the dance floor, like literally right above. And <laughs> like I could hear like boom, boom, like 11 o'clock every time it was gasolina, blah, blah, blah. like, and then like fucking 12 o'clock, it was Cardi B camp. That sounds I had, terrible. I had the whole That's playlist fucking memorized, right? Oh, God. And not to mention, it was the black line dancing convention on the cruise. So everywhere you went, people would break out in fucking line dances. Like, so you go right. to, like, you think people are online for, for fucking food? They're not. They're doing, like, the, the whatever, the, like, wobble. The electric wobble, slide? Like, the wobble or the, it's like a Cotton Eye Joe, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. right? So to the point where I would just go in front of them and start rapping, like, like this was like my rap video, making improv right. rap videos. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the club. I obviously can't beat him, join him. I'm like, I've, I've been editing videos all day. So I go down. Dude, clubs are not what they used to be. It used to be like aggressive, douchey guys and, you know, trying to get girls. It's guys are completely f- feminized now, right? They're all really? in the corner. They have man buns. They're even like, like they're wearing like some kind of World of Warcraft shirt. And girls are dancing, black women are dancing, mostly black women and lesbian black women are wearing wife beaters, they're fucking jacked, and just grabbing girls' asses. I mean, literally, it's like lesbian orgies all night long. To the point where, like, dude, they're they're walking past me, like, sorry, sir, didn't mean to didn't mean to look at your girl. Like, these girls are wearing like bow ties, or they're just fucking just, <laughs> dude. Sounds like hell for Bruce Buffer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but then, nah, it's not I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like, then, then I, I started learning the dance moves. So I'm like, I, like, I became, oh, the comics here. Oh, you're so funny, man. Don't ever change. Like, it was, I was having the best time, the best time, right? Um, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm doing dance moves. But then this one girl sitting down and she's like, I'm like, oh, what do you do talking? She's like, oh, I'm a, a playmate. No, she's like, I'm, I'm a model in like, in like Playboy, which I guess she was, but like her, and then her mom's with her. And she's like, yeah, look at my daughter. She's in the cover of like Man Cave magazine, which I didn't even know it was a magazine. It's called <laughs> Man Cave. I'm almost afraid to look it up. But. So, so then she's like, you got to see my daughter twerk. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that. I go, you know, that's not normal to be like, you got to see my daughter twerk. Like, that's not like, right. like, but my daughter sucks the best cock. I mean, like, what's right. the next step here? You know? So I was going to say uh, that kind of parenting leads you to be on the cover of man cave magazine. Like that kind of <laughs> feel like encouraging twerking. That's probably uh, where you're headed. Dude. Then I met some girl who's like, Oh, you're so funny. Like, oh, thank you. She's so she's got blonde hair. She's she's like a pretty girl. I'm like, what do you do? She's like, I'm in the military and I'm a single mom. I'm in the air force. So we're just talking and everything. I go, dude, this this club gets wild. Like you wait, wait till like all the girls start going on. I mean, these girls they were basically like on the floor, like in football stance, like three point stances, while some girls behind them just like humping them. I mean, just I mean, boom, boom. And then I mean, there's a lot of guys there. I mean, it's it's not even. It used to be like fun. It's literally girls just on the ground 
and their friends are holding their dresses down so it doesn't come up. Like they already know the position. Like the girls right. are asses in the air. The two, there's one girl here, one there holding their fucking skirt down so everyone can't see anything, which is skin tight anyway. You can see, I mean, what she ate for lunch. And, and right. then she's in a three point stance and some girl, guy or girls behind them just like, just humping them, right? I go, dude, this is how it's, it's going to get. It's going to get wild. Uh, within three minutes, that army girl is on the floor getting like <laughs> fucking ran through by like, <laughs> there's like a line of jigs. Oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And then, and last, you said it was a, a black line dancing convention on this cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know that was even a thing. Like, well, like it's like a meetup. I don't know. It was like a convention. It was like a, oh, like they have. <laughs> I, like my friend did like did a show on like the, they had a, a a nude cruise where everyone's yeah. naked. Ugh. And then the comic went on. He said it, it smelled so bad because they turned off the air conditioner. For some oh reason. god! So it just smells like just bad body odor, you know. And the comic went on. And they said he was too dirty. The right. Fucking, the fucking nude people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an easy group to offend, I would imagine. People walking around naked. Dude, uh, the worst uh, one time they booked me on a show, it was a Bible convention. And I'm like, I don't know why they had me as the comic, right? So right. They, they, they booked me on. <laughs> and they tell them. Maybe it was an Old Testament convention, and that's why they had a Jew on. But I don't know. <laughs> so they, they like tell them, they're like, hey, this comic's kind of dirty. They're like, oh, we like dirty jokes. And like within three seconds, they're fucking, it's a mass exodus. It's like they're like, you know, running <laughs> for the hills. Um, <laughs> so, so, it was the Genesis, then the Exodus right after. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, it was crazy. And then, then there's a couple, I'm on stage, there's a couple in the front row. And I was like, I do a joke about like, you know, pulling out and coming on, like, where, you know, where should I come? And when you're having sex, you pull out, where should I come? So I, I asked the guy, he's like, oh, it's my, I go, let me guess, this is your second wife. He's like third, right? I'm like, oh, so, so you guys are having sex and he pulls out. He's like, where should I come? What, what does he say? And the lady goes, oh, he's fixed. I, I go, like, who says he's fixed? Right. I'm like, what yeah. is he, a dog? I'm like, I'm like, he might, I'm like, I think he'll be, I'm like, you're going to be the fourth wife. She's like, no, he's been chasing me for 22 years. I'm like, what were you, the mailman? Like, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> That's a good one. Then there's like a black woman and a white guy and she's like way too hot for him. Right. So I'm like, where, you know, where'd you get hers? It's your Make-A-Wish Foundation, the whole thing. She's like, he's got a huge cock. That's what she yells out. Like, right. so I'm like, okay. And the cruise is mostly black. Cause so I'm like, who here believes this guy has a huge cock and not one hand? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all, I guess, in comparison. It's what you're used to maybe. Yeah. I'm like, let me guess. You're good at rapping. He's good at rapping too. And I, I'm like, right. <laughs> I just made a bunch of shit up. Um, so yeah, that was, that was crazy. Then last night, this, uh, this fighter came, to, uh, Steve, Steven, the Ocho, Steven the Ocho, uh, he, he's in the UFC. He's, he's a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm going to fuck his name up. Steven uh, the Ocho Peterson. So he came with his 10-year-old kid. But I didn't, I didn't know the kid. He was with his kid. So first, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm you know, doing my act. I'm like, are you trying to get child services called on you? Like, why are you right. bringing an 11-year-old into a comedy club? And I'm like, wait a minute. You're the, you're the UFC fighter, right? I'm like, and I was with a kid joke. So he, the little kid goes, this kid has a name, buddy. Uh, he said, I'm New Ave. Oh, because he was Ocho. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, psycho. Uh, so that was that. And then this girl in this wheelchair, she came to the show. Cause was, so I'm, I'm on stage on a cruise like months ago. 
And I go, I'm in therapy. Anybody in therapy? And uh, I look at a girl in the wheelchair and she go, I go, what about you? She goes, no, I have real problems. So I go, what are your problems? She goes, I'm in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought she said wheel problems. I was like, man, that, that really sucks. You got wheel problems. Well, instead, yeah. I was like, well, I'm sure you just roll with it. Like I had All a right. bunch of... <laughs> but then she told me, she was hilarious. She said, she's like, I want to do stand-up comedy. I'm like, well, I'm not about to stand-up comedy. Like, so then she's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, listen, if you do your, uh, if you work on your act, uh, go to a couple of mics, I'll let you open it for me when I, when I come to Plano. So she's like, I'm coming. So I called and said, can we have her? And it's not wheelchair. Oh, I don't know. She said, they said yes, that she could open for me. But she didn't do any open mics. So uh, I'm not going to put your, I'm not going to let you do your first show there. So she didn't. Right. Come, but she says next time she'll do it. She thought, she thought she could skip the line doing that because she was handicapped too. Like she gets to, <laughs> she used to get to park in the front and be, be first. She'd go ahead and skip the old open mic thing too. Can I tell you what happened in like Florida? Like there was a, a business where you could rent a disabled person for the day. Oh, shit. And just no. skip all the lines to go to Disney World. Is that real? It was real, but they like, they said it was illegal. Like they, um, they, yeah. they, they shut the business down because I think it's a win-win. I mean, the kid gets to go to Disney right. and you get to skip all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess you know I uh, I was using my grandma's handicap pass forever like to park uh you know up front anywhere and I found myself getting mad when I went to Disney that they didn't have ample handicap parking like I'd be like this is ridiculous man like I shouldn't have to park out here I've got a handicap pass and like I found myself actually becoming an advocate for better handicap parking until I lost the pass and then uh before it expired I actually had a guy I had to go to court for it because I got a ticket for using it a cop saw me get out of the car and I wasn't you know like using the um like obviously i wasn't handicapped he's like is that yours and i was like well it kind of is my grandma gave it to me when she died like and then he was mad about it and said you can't use that i said but if i don't use it, it's like she died for nothing you know like it's almost like she died for nothing and he didn't like it at all and gave me a ticket anyway it was it was terrible so Did i had to go to traffic court today on like zoom, on zoom to fight a red light ticket uh and uh. oh my god so it's all on zoom nobody knows how to use zoom so like People's Which is weird because they're all Asian. You think they would have no problem using it? Like <laughs> they'd be right up their alley. People's dogs are barking. Their kids are crying. Like some girls, like in bed, and you can see the guy behind her. Like <laughs> this is like the worst idea ever. Like you're like I know that chick from that cruise I was on last week. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize you with the guy behind you. There's like domestic violence going on. Like fucking people are hitting each other. Like while the Zoom is going, like. While court is in session, no one knows how to turn it off. The whole thing it was it was crazy. It, it was it was madness. Yeah. There was one time uh, the, the, they had a Zoom fail, whatever. That thing on I think it was on World Star where the guy went to traffic court on Zoom and he was his license was suspended and he was driving while in court. That's awesome. Yeah, he just <laughs> told on himself. That's great. And the lady was like, "Are you driving right now?" He was like, "No, I'm just." I'm backing into the garage for <laughs> something right. that was like completely not. She's like, stop that car right now. He gets better service in the car. That's the excuse I would have used. Like, no, no, I get better service in the car. Oh, God. So did you watch the the fight, the Leon Edwards win? Yeah, I did. I was I didn't pay for it because I refused, but I was able to find a link and watch it. Um, yeah, I was really surprised there at the end, man. That was crazy. Um, it actually was the thing. It was the second most surprised I was all night. Uh, the first most surprised I was all night was watching Dominic Cruz fight. Uh, that was the week with, before. Uh, you know that? Uh, that was the week before. Do what? 
Oh, was it? Okay. Well, we, yeah. we spent so long since I've been on. I thought it was the same night. And I didn't pay for either of them. So, but uh, no. So I was, uh, yeah, watching that. Let me go ahead and do my joke now since I <laughs> set it up. But I was going to say, I found it. I was like amazed watching that. I was like, one guy's nickname is Cheeto and the other guy's Flaming. Like, it's so weird. Like, it was like ironic that they were, uh, you know, you think that would be Cheeto. That's like when, it, uh, when, when like Bang fought cunts, like Bang cunts. Right. Yeah. yeah. What are the chances? It, uh, you heard Dominic Cruz's story about the guys showing up. Uh, that you like about you saw to showing up at six in the morning when he's jerking off. No, no, is that, that, that you didn't really see happened? that? Yeah, no, Dominic Cruz literally. Had, I didn't make this up at a press conference. He said he woke up at six o'clock one morning, uh, and he goes, and You know what men do at 6 a.m.? And I was like, Well, I don't know what you do, Dominic, but I'm usually trying to go back to sleep, you know, or whatever. But yeah, you know, he's so so I start with the 6 a.m. ritual, 6 30, two guys show up, and I was like, Yeah, this sounds like Dominic Cruz's regular ritual he goes and i and i got to show up and he said pedro's at full attention like uh you know or whatever he goes to answer the door he said i'm in a row pedro's at full attention i'm like yeah but dominic left out the part that he wasn't at full attention until he saw there were two guys there <laughs> like that's when it, that's when he got the heart on but um yeah no look that up that's crazy when you get a chance he was talking Why about he was jerking, he jerking off? off at six o'clock in the morning i mean i have no idea and you started showing up so he asked him if they can come back at eight um like that like that was his statement because i asked him next time come back at eight and uh is but it, it's, it, is he gonna pee did he come already I, I don't know i think he might come back for some more at eight is what i think he is what that's the way i took it but uh yeah he's like either show up on time or don't show up at all well, it's it's six or if you started jerking off at six it's not right. gonna be a half hour to beat off i mean unless right. he's really into it but that's a long time to beat off so well, i think when two guys showed up then he finished immediately as soon as he saw there were two guys at the door he was like it's like this is turning into hit my every fantasy. Like uh, he probably doesn't exactly. want to piss into a cup that it has jizz in it. Still, if you still have that like piss jizz, you know. Yeah, going so, six different directions that would be awkward. <laughs> like you may, I'm gonna bring a couple different cups. <laughs> That's the worst when it sprays different directions after you pee, man. That's the oh, sucks. Man, I did not hear that. I don't. Who gets up at six? He's such a weirdo, and I love him for it. But I like to wake <laughs> up to start your day masturbating at six a.m. No less. That sounds like a weird way to. Uh, uh, who like I'm going back to bed if at uh, six o'clock? You would think. Why would that be he was? Risky? He was probably not tired. He was. He wasn't tired at all because he wasn't up all night having sex with a woman. So it, since since that didn't happen, he had all his at him having. <laughs> if he is gay, who cares? I I personally know women that he's been with, and they've been gorgeous, and right. uh, <laughs> uh, like some of the yeah. prettiest women I've ever seen in my life. So uh, from what I know is Dominic Cruz is not gay. Uh, but for some reason, I know I know Mick Jagger hung out with some pretty beautiful women too. I heard, but Dude, Mick Jagger has a wife who's like twenty two. He's like right. eighty two years old or something, and she got pregnant last year. And no one has ever said like, "How did that happen?" Or, right. Oh, well, we're the right. same as Michael Jackson with Michael Jackson. I love how everyone pretends like those are his kids. Like they're as white as you, blonde hair, blue eyed, and act like they're his kids. Like what? Like I don't under I don't understand. Like I don't get it. Mm. You're right. That. A lot of weird shit going on. So, what did you think of the Dominic Cruz fight? Um, man, I don't know. I was I always root against the Cheeto Vera guy because I just don't like him. Uh, he's really cocky, but it was hard when you want two guys to lose equally. It's really uh, it's really hard to pick one. But uh, I thought uh, Cruz. I didn't realize, man, to give him a uh, really give him some credit. I didn't realize he'd only lost three times ever, and I didn't realize that he hadn't lost since Cody Garbrandt. Like I think that was his last loss, right? Like Garbrandt or Cody uh, Uriah and um. Henry. Who was Henry? Cejudo. Oh, Cejudo. Okay, so yeah, he goes him. But yeah, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I was thinking Dominic Cruz was on like this real terrible skid, but I was looking at his record before the fight. I was like, dang, he actually 
you know what I mean? Has um, I whatever? I don't know if he lost what two of his last five or whatever it is, but I didn't realize he uh, had only lost three times ever. That was uh, he looked good too, man. Looked fast. Looked he looked uh, he looked on uh, on point, man. It just happens sometimes. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the speed is the first to go, and I think that things he can get away with a little bit, he couldn't get with it more. You know, right? Um, now, as far as uh, there's a, a lot going on between Daniel Cormier is fighting with Masvidal. Have you been following that at all? I knew they were, but I didn't know what happened. I didn't know why uh, they started it. So basically, um, I'll just read it. Masvidal basically Masvidal wants the next title shot. And, right. which makes no sense because he hasn't he's lost like three in a row well especially and, since he kept saying he wouldn't fight leon edwards no matter what he's like nobody even knows who he is and as soon as he becomes champ like that's the fight i want you know like so so i guess cormier said no he shouldn't get it which i kind of agree with dc and then he goes and then he goes uh so masvidal goes i guess you're still butthurt since i didn't do the interview requested on your week youtube channel during my fight week i know you need my name to get some kind of views since ariel went solo and you became a has-been just make sure that when Dana calls you and tells uh, you to promote the biggest fight the current champ can make in the division, which is me, wear your best suit from DXL and make sure you do, as you're told, like a good boy. Maybe you'll get a treat from your master. Hashtag reason people watch on mute. Hashtag fake, fake life coach. Hashtag broke advice. Um, and then Cormier- I think it's always a good thing to bring in masters and slaves if you're talking to a black guy and you're not black. Like, I think that's always what you okay. want to try to do if you can. Every- then, so then Cormier writes back, Jorge, you've always been the man. Malik, stay off his page. I guess that's his, his, his manager. Um, right. I stand by what I said. You don't get unlimited title fights, uh, Malky. Oh, Malky. Uh, Malky beat uh, Gilbert first. Get to one and three in the last four. Maybe you get a title shot. See, Malky, now you got me disrespecting my friend Jorge. So that's uh I don't even think Malky is his manager, is he? I think I it is. It was Malky. I think it's his brother. What did his oh, brother? Yeah, is it Abraham or something. I think that's his I'm not positive, but I think that's his manager. I wonder why he'd be talking to Malky. That's weird. So yeah, I mean look, I mean DC's not a has been. I, I don't I didn't watch the show with Ariel. I, I didn't watch the show now. I don't I have no idea what the views are. I don't care. I didn't even know you had a show with Ariel. I, that's why I didn't know who he was talking to. Um, I mean, who who cares about views? Give me a break. I think that Cormier, I think that Masvidal, like, I think that the fight to make is Masvidal versus Connor. If he beats. Yeah, dude, I still don't understand why I haven't made that fight. That's perfect for both of them. Yeah. I think that's the fight to make because yeah. uh, I don't know who's going to win that fight either. No, I don't know. I, that way, one of the two, your one of your two biggest stars gets a win either way, you know. And then I don't understand the stuff like Gilbert Burns and Masvidal. Burns will probably beat Masvidal. That'll be four in a row. He's lost. I don't. I just don't get their matchmaking sometimes. I mean, I know it's not as easy as just saying it. You know, everybody can say, "Well, he should do this. He should do that." But him and Gilbert Burns makes no sense unless Masvidal's guaranteed to win because if Masvidal loses, then you can't have him fight Leon Edwards. Who are you going to have him fight? You know, like it, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I guess they they said they're trying to make Gaethje versus Connor, which would be a fun fight. Yeah, yeah, they do. They could do that one, um, but I don't know at one forty at one fifty five then or one seventy. Do you? Know? You're right because Gaethje's always one fifty five. So yeah, yeah, I guess right. Now, how do you feel? Did you watch the Rockhold fight? Uh, I did, man. I heard that one was so good that I actually watched it, and as it was. It was kind of bad, but in the most awesome way possible. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was kind of like a almost like a Kimbo Slice fight. You know what I mean? Like you like a train wreck, but it was a uh, it was man. I'll tell you what, Luke Rockhold has, dude. 
he's got balls unlike maybe anybody I've ever seen. He was exhausted after the first round. And like when you're that tired, I don't know how he fought another two rounds. I thought there was no way he would finish, man. Like that dude, he just kept going. No matter what happened, he just kept like just kept going. Like it was crazy. And he he put on Instagram, you're still my bitch to, to cast <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about that, but that was uh yeah, that was all that was an that was an awesome fight. Man. He said That's, fuck uh, you and just started it was like out of a movie. It was out it of really a movie. was. Yeah. Um I never like saw anyone get more out of losing than Rockhold did. It was right. Like, it was like everybody could relate to that person of just being exhausted against a younger, stronger, better guy who looks like, you know, an Adonis. And he, but Rocco was like, fuck it. If I'm going out, I'm going out swinging. And That's what I, I love. He threw a Hail Mary like 15 times in a row. That's what's awesome. Like he was like, he would throw just as wild when I was like, well, that's all he's got left. He, he at least went for it. And then he'd throw a kick like it was his Hail Mary. You know what I mean? And he would do like throw another hook that was like, I was like, every punch was like, it really was his. Have you ever had a fight like that or no? Man, I, I've been that exhausted before, but not, my fights would just be me and the other guy, like a fat guy, laying on each other or something. Like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't that action packed ever with anybody. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been that exhausted before. When I dislocated, I actually found that fight the other day. I was going to try to upload it and send it to you. Where I dislocated my shoulder early on. I was actually passing out during the fight. Like I was on top of him on the ground, and you would see me just pass out. Like, I had down, and then I would like come to again and start trying to throw punches and then pass out. It was uh, yeah, that was the worst. So did you do uh, that guy? Have you been following this guy, King Bao? Uh, no. <laughs> so but if he's anything like the Island Boys or anybody else you introduced me to, I can't wait. All right. So this guy, King Bao, is a guy, a black fighter. He's pretty good. He's seven and two. He's the guy that said he had herpes. Remember the guy who said he had, he had herpes? Okay. Yeah, I know of him. <laughs> but you saw the, the the clip, right? Where he's like, I I, I had herpes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he won last week, and he got his video taken down. For calling Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. Yeah, I just saw that today. Yeah, I just saw that today. <laughs> uh, hold on. So let's see if we can find the find the clip because uh, I know uh, a lot of our our like listeners would be. Um, and he's and he and he's wearing like leather like a, like a leather collar with, with like spikes. Was um, that in the UFC? He fought in the UFC, right? He fought on UFC Fight Pass. But, okay, so uh, with that because I yeah, it seemed weird. I know he had like an S and M weird like the Gimp outfit on or something weird, and I thought that was strange. I didn't know the UFC would let that fly. But, no, but, I, but I think that it's uh, but but I think that he he uh fought. Hold on, let me see. I think he fought it like like a Fury. So oh, let's see. Oh, I can't. And until they release the flight logs, you, the mainstream media, Hollywood, we're all pedophiles to me. Eat dick. <laughs> he has a point. <laughs> yeah, well, he has a point. What? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of pedophiles in Hollywood. I don't know but about Jimmy Kimmel being a pedophile. Uh, so I guess he wants a flight log at Epstein Island. He wants right. that. I guess that's where it is. Um, but man, this dude is like. And he's also trying stand-up comedy. He 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 reached out to me to watch his comedy set. Um, oh, really? <laughs> well, starting off calling everybody Hollywood pedophiles is a good start. Trying to get into show business, so I think I had to give him a uh, a good heads up. If he's if he's really smart, he'll become friends with Joe Rogan and become like a, a charity case. You know what I mean? For getting too much brain damage, and he'll give him a career. Should, That's uh, happened at least once. Should we have him on the podcast, this guy? What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel you like should I, also critique Brendan Schaub's stand-up comedy. I think as a fellow stand-up. <laughs> um, I mean, 
I, I feel like him and Don Fry would be a good match. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Similar worldviews. I was just watching Rambo uh, before I signed on here. I was watching like Rambo last, whatever that's called, last something. Yeah. And uh, I swear Rambo, like in that last Rambo movie, he is Don Fry. He was like shoeing horses and uh, like making knives and stuff. I was like, dang, this guy's like, he, he wrote, it's like he stole Don Fry's life story as his last chapter of the Rambo series. It's the, it's the yeah, Don Fry is the best. So, uh, there's no there's no UFC this week, um, which which kind of sucks. I don't understand why Bellator and the PFL they know they have to know there's no UFC this week, right? Right. So, so then they schedule nothing. Like the, the, <clears throat> like everybody would be watching tonight or tomorrow a Bellator or PFL event. Uh, you would yeah you would think they would take advantage when they don't have a show. Like you would think they would. I remember the good old days whenever Bellator when it was uh, that Bjorn Rabney was running it when he would run his best show the UFC would put like a pay per view quality crowd like hard on for free on spike. Like they would yeah. do anything to cock block him. Like it didn't matter what they did. Like we're going to run a pay-per-view. We're going to give a pay-per-view away for free. Like they would always like. Sometimes they had commercials on like for the, yeah. during Bellator. Like that was. Yeah. Buy all the advertising time up. Yeah. They, uh, they were ruthless, man. I was really surprised that Dana said maybe he regrets it now or whatever, but saying that fighters make enough and they're not going to make any more as long as he's there. You saw that interview, right? Where he said that for GQ. No, recently. Where, yeah, it's like like a week or so ago. Dana was like, "Fighters make enough, and they like they they make enough here, and they're they're not going to make any more. They're, they're not going to get a bigger percentage as long as I'm here. Like st- just stuff that you wouldn't think he would say openly. I mean, I know that's the the game plan, but it always surprised me, man, because Dana does not seem like a greedy guy to me. From everything I know about him personally, he doesn't seem greedy. He always seemed like the bad guy that the Fertitas would have. You know what I mean? As the bad guy, and he's the one that's keeping fighter pay low. And I think the new guys are doing the same thing. Oh, it's Dana doing it, but. I don't think he has as much to do with what guys put, get paid as uh, no. I don't think people that, believe. I, I think it's doesn't he have like a minority stake in the UFC now? And or... yeah, I mean it's very little. And I think he, I mean, I think he still runs it, but I don't think he. Uh, Dana, I mean, I told you what he did for Bubba McDaniel. You know, yeah. just wrote him a check for twenty five grand without him barely knowing him. You know, like and he's been known to tip ten thousand dollars, like at dinner. You know, in Las Vegas, like he's not a greedy guy. So people that are not greedy like that usually aren't greedy in business then you know like usually they're greedy everywhere in life if they're greedy you know one place so i, I think he's the bad guy that takes the fall for uh for the low pay but i, I really um i mean fighters need a union really is what they need to do that if they would do that it would uh solve everything so i think also people need to like see all the numbers you know yeah see how much it costs to run it how much it costs to this how much it costs for that how much help to, i would like to just see how much it is before i make a uh, make a statement obviously yeah. you want to get people paid as much as possible but i'd like to i'd like to also know what everything costs you know yeah well there's, there's a lot of fighters who are to blame because there's a lot of guys that would fight for free if they could just be in the ufc it's the dumbest thing in the world you know or they'll fight for free if they could be on tv i never understood that man like i never i was always i would i would have rather fought at a little local bar if they paid me more money than fighting at the ufc like i was i was like at the bottom line you know what i mean like if you're gonna pay me twenty thousand over here and ten thousand ufc i'd rather fight for 20 well yeah. shane burgos left uh last week yeah I saw that. In and went to the pfl and dana's like that was a mistake letting him go but why wouldn't he i mean a million dollars to that's what fight yeah guys. i mean when you got guys that are that were like mid-level guys or 50 50 guys at bellator or whatever and all of a sudden they yeah. make a million dollars like fuck that of course you're gonna do that um that's what uh i, I don't want to go into specifics on numbers but mitrione made more in his first two uh bellator fights than he made his entire time in ufc the 12 or 15 fights whatever it was he was at ufc he made more in his first two bellator fights than all those combined your comedy so, so a lot of it's comedy people are like why are you doing this game okay i'm like okay this club 
that you assume is the greatest club in the world because you've heard of it and because it's on TV will give me $14 tonight to do a comedy. Right. This right. bar that you think is a shithole is giving me a thousand. Like, right. like it's just, you know, great, great. It's great having that picture with the fucking brick wall behind you that says that, but that's right. good. It's, I'll never forget. You're gonna pay your bills. Yeah. No, of course. I, I remember one night uh, I was somewhere. Rogan was doing stand-up comedy, and I asked somebody what Rogan made for that night there, and they said probably five hundred bucks because it was one of the LA LA clubs where they had a bunch of. I mean, everybody was famous was there, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was performing. Like Anthony Jeselnik was there, a bunch of people, famous people were there, and they said, "Yeah, Rogan probably got." Five. This is before he was that huge. I mean, it's probably ten years ago or whatever, or eight or nine years ago. But they said he probably got five hundred bucks for doing his set tonight because he was just working some stuff out or whatever. But that blew my mind that he only got that. But I guess if you've got guys that need stage time, and Dave Chappelle's there, and Chris Rock, and you know, like every other famous I mean, comedian, how much can you possibly like, pay? A lot of times you do it because you need to work out your new jokes, and you don't want right. the crowd to do it in front of. At least if you're a good comic, so you right. show up. You show up unannounced. Or you, you only sold 100 tickets, whatever. And then you go and you try out. So when you do that big stadium, the, the, the jokes pop. That's yeah, when I, went to the road, when I went to the road, it was one of the LA clubs. I don't remember which one, but there was probably only 200 people there. 150, I was there. People. It, was at the, it was at the yeah. I was there. Was yeah, there. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember being shocked that he, uh, how little guys were making that night. But if they're just using it as practice, I guess they're not doing it for the money, you know? So Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next big one is September 3rd. Cyril Gan from France. Uh, against Ty Tabusa. Uh, who do we like in this fight? Uh, I would have to say Gon, man. I don't know. I mean, Ty Tabusa's probably got the puncher's chance like always, but uh, Gon is, he's really good, man. He really is. Um, I was surprised that uh, he lost to, uh, what's his name? The champ. Yeah, Francis. Yeah, I thought he uh, he was on his way to winning that, I thought. But uh, yeah, Gon's going to be hard to beat by anybody except uh, Nganu, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvin Vittori versus Robert Whitaker. That's a good fight. I can't believe this is a free uh, ESPN card. Um, Robert, I, I guess I got to take Whitaker. It seems like the only guy he can't beat is Israel. Yeah. Mean? Whitaker, I thought, even before he fought uh, Israel, I thought he was the best 185-pounder in the world, man. And he uh, he looked terrible against him both times. Um, and I just don't uh, – I don't know. I don't know if he is what he was. But for a while there, before he fought Israel, he, I thought he was by far the best 185-pound fighter in the world, man. Like, he uh, he had it all. Striking the wrestling, everything, man. He uh, – I don't know. It seems like Vittoria also is one of those guys that's just very emotional and you can get yeah, yeah. in and also just doesn't he, – he has all the capabilities, but for some reason just doesn't – he's a nut job, which is also what yeah, we man. like about him. But right. Yeah, when he fought Adesanya, man, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. I, it, I think I even bet on him because I thought maybe he might be able to take him down, but it was that was that was horrific, man. Like that was uh, – yeah, that was terrible. terrible and, he, and he thought he won that too. Yeah, that's that's the best. Is when I love when people think they should have won and it wasn't even close. They're like, yeah, I mean that's that, that's crazy. Uh, and the next one, the next big event is Chimaya versus Diaz, which according to Jake Paul is not selling well. I guess he posted a picture and he wrote like, "Hey Dana," and, and added him, and he and he like he went to buy a ticket and there were seats available. But who knows if those were like resale tickets or whatever? But it's uh, Chimaya versus Nate Diaz in the main event. Uh, Man, I want Nate Diaz to win. How great would that be if Nate Diaz won? Uh, God, I sure hope so. But I, I think, man, I think the rest of that card, unless they've added something to it, I remember thinking that the rest of that card wouldn't even be on ESPN. Like, that's how bad the rest of the card is. They're just – I hope they don't go the boxing model, man, where you have one fight. That's their head. It seems like they're headed more and more toward 
one big fight and then the rest is just bullshit the rest of the card you know because it's a i really unless they've added fights to it when i looked at it i could not believe that was the main card but they, well, they got tony ferguson right against, on a nine fight losing streak against lee <laughs> jing liang uh right. who, <laughs> <laughs> the fight we've all been dying for finally finally against the lee. Lee Yang and, and he's fighting the lead now the leech he he won his last fight against Muslim Salikov. He lost to Chemaev. He beat Ponzinibbio. He lost to Neil Magny. Tony was looking great the last fight before he got kicked to oblivion against Chandler. Uh, he was looking yeah. good against Chandler. He actually rocked Chandler a couple <laughs> times. Um, he's been a wild card. He dyed his hair blonde. He says me random shit sometimes on my text messages, but like doesn't even say hi, just of him training. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like... That was weird when I heard it. When I heard Tony was fighting the leech. I was like, I didn't know Brendan Schaub was making a comeback. That's weird. <laughs> I can't believe he's fighting Schaub and moving up to the heavyweight. Dude, whenever I think of leeches, I think of that movie Stand by Me. Was he Stand by Me? Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. When the guy had a leech on his on his dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the weirdest shit. Like it was just so such a strange to have like a underage boy have a leech on his dick. Like now you'd be like, why are we putting this in a movie? <laughs> right. Like what? Um. So now the last guy to have a leech on his dick was uh, fucking uh, Rogan with Shaw. I should have saved my, my Shaw joke for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin Holland, uh, who's pretty funny. He actually um, he, he actually posted a funny – Kevin Holland is really funny on Instagram. Uh, I don't think he likes me very much because uh, <laughs> I did one joke about him, how uh, he how he like – how he basically solved crime. You know, he like – Took right. out like, arm robber. I'm like, and he got his first takedown or something. Right. And, then, and then he 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 like wrote something. I was like, hey man, I hope you're not mad. He's like, uh, so anyway, he posted a picture of what's his name knocked out of uh, Usman knocked out. You know, yeah. Which, which I which I never repost because I don't know. But he wrote so McGregor wrote Usman is going to come out saying he from Pluto after that smack. Ha ha. Marty Green Pants from Pluto. <laughs> you know? Wait, and then Shaw was like riding down green pants from Pluto. I love it. I'm taking it. Still in that. But then Kevin Holland wrote, "Dude, hey, you're so rude, McGregor. He's in Wakanda. Let him be." Uh, which is <laughs> kind of funny, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, McGregor, like, you're the last guy that should be posting shit about people getting fucked up. I mean, how many memes <laughs> did you have about you? Whatever happened to like do unto others? as you'd like be done to you. Like I tell my kid, my daughter all the time. She's like, I'm like, Hey Violet, you know, cause she, she always copies me. Like I go, Violet, but when I copy her, she starts crying. I go, right. do you like when people copy you? No, but don't co- treat others. Like you want to be treated. That's right. Kind of a golden, but that that's gone. Right. No one even thinks about that anymore. Ever. No, that's really what life's all about. I think, man, if you, uh, it's what I always taught my kids. Like that really is like the, one of the few rules you have to follow in life yeah. and everything. would be fine. You know? Totally. And people are like, well, you roast people. Well, first of all, yes, I do roast people, number one. Uh, but a lot of times I'll, yeah, I'll ask the person or I'll call them. I'll be like, hey, man, you care if I do the joke about you? And then nine out of ten times they say, go ahead. Or if they, they go, yeah, don't put that. Like Kenny Florian said, don't put that. And I didn't do it. I'm not going right. to. But he thanked me for reaching out. Uh, I don't ask for permission. And then if they get mad, I just challenge the fight them the next time I see them. So that's how I, if they don't like it, I'm like, oh, we can just fight next time we see each other. Then. So also on this card, Irene Aldana. Is against Macy Chasen. She's the girl who won the Open Fighter. I believe she's a lesbian, uh, and uh, she's 
she's a good fighter. Uh, I thought she was going to do better she, than she had. She's eight and two, so she's still done pretty good. But I thought she was just going to kick everyone's ass, which she still might. I mean, she lost to Ra- Raquel Pennington. I think it was like a standing guillotine. Uh, she beat Shannon Young. She beat Marion Renault, beat Norma Dumont. She lost to Lena Landsberg. Uh, she beat Gina Mazzani, beat Sarah Morass. Uh, so that should be a good fight. Aldana's got good boxing. Um, and then your boy Chris Barnett's fighting. Oh, is he? I didn't know. He's fighting Jake Collier. I don't um, know who that is. He's the proto. He's the prototype. He's a guy that like, well, like went to heavyweight. He used to be one eighty five. Now he's like two eighty five, and he's and uh, he's gotten better. Like the fatter he's gotten, right? <laughs> and he calls himself the prototype. <laughs> That's actually the exact opposite of what you'd want a prototype to be. Like the prototype, you want to be fighting at the ideal weight. You know, the ideal in your prime would be the prototype, not. He also is a guy that I think he like catches, he used to catch his food. Like he's from like the sticks of Missouri. Like basically he used to like, like hunt squirrel and eat squirrel. Like he's just right. one of those dudes that like, he's, he's, he's from out there. He's awesome. He's like, I think he like learned how to fight in in his shed. Like right. basically. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, if, I, if I'm getting this right, if I'm remembering the interview I had with him, I could he learned how to fight. Learned how to fight the first time he was out in the woods hunting and ran into a couple of guys who told him to get on the ground and squeal like a pig. And he was like, "That's the day I learned how to fight." Dude, that was the movie Deliverance, you asshole. Uh, know, that's, what so, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I had to watch that in high school. They made us watch that movie in high school, like in, yeah, in, they, in, like, in English class. I'm like, why? Out of all the movies. Was it like, like as a PSA or something, like to keep you out of camping or what? Like, listen, I don't know why I didn't write a paper on that movie. A fucking guy getting ass raped. Um, right. So Andre Arlovsky, he lost to, but he won that fight. It was a bullshit decision. He beat Chase Sherman, um, but yeah, he's he's the he's the prototype. He beat yeah, and then he's fighting Chris Barnott, who I believe is coming off a. He lost to Martin Boudet. But he beat Gian Vellante, lost to Ben Rothwell. He's a funny guy. The guy that he dances and moves. Either, yeah. Every every big girl at the nightclub moves like him. You're like, right. like <laughs> is amazingly athletic and, and like can fucking dance and like one ass cheek. And they, they just like eating. People just like eating. I, like right. I, they're not like it's not, it's not a medical condition. I, I've seen these girls move. <laughs> you know. So you're actually Chris Barnett. Then is the prototype for heavy. <laughs> black women when it comes to dancing he would be the prototype so uh i've known barnett for years though man he's he's a funny dude man i've known him for i mean a long time way before he was in the ufc like uh yeah probably 10 years or more so uh to me well some of the rap songs are crazy one one of the lyrics i heard a song with the girls like i ain't a dyke but i let a bitch eat my pussy and i'm like like (laughs) i don't know know. that sounds pretty (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> you would never be like, I'm not gay, but you can blow me. Uh, it sounds a little gay. Yeah, a little bit, right? Uh, Hakeem Dawadu, he is from uh, he's from Canada. Uh, they call him Nuneen Hakeem. Of course he is. I was sure you were going to say Africa or something. I was thinking how funny it'd be when you said the whitest place ever. Like, it'd be real white. Of course it was Canada. Like, of he's course from he Calgary. And I remember people were talking about him like he was the next big thing. Then he went to Ireland. He trained with McGregor. Uh, and those guys, but then came back. He's fighting Juicy J, um, who uh, is a guy, his name is Julian Arosa. They call him Juicy J, who beat Steven Peterson, the guy who came to my show yesterday. Uh, good fighter, by the way. Uh, Juicy J. There, you know, there's good fights on this card. And then Johnny Walker versus Ian Kudalaba. 
that's a good fight. Yeah. Uh, if uh, yeah, if that guy Ian Ian, whatever his name is, if he was half as tough as he pretends to be before the fight starts, he'd be champ, man. He's a he's scary before the fight starts, but as soon as he gets hit, he changes his mind. So. But Johnny Walker is another guy. He lost to Jamahal Hill. Remember, he got knocked out, but he lost to Tiago Santos. He beat Ryan Span. When he wins, he fucking wins. But right. when he and then dislocates his own shoulder and loses, like he beats himself, like after he wins. Oh, that was crazy. I was there when that happened. That was, was yeah, that, that was dumbest shit I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, that's a big one. And then uh UFC fight night after that, it's uh Song Yadong. Um, who <laughs> you know who that is, right? <laughs> I know of him, yeah. He's fighting Corey Sanhagen. Uh that's a that's a good fight right there. Uh Sanhagen's a guy that I thought he beat TJ Dillashaw. Like, I thought he won that fight. They gave it to TJ. He lost to Peter Yan. It was a good fight, though. He he beat Frankie Edgar, beat Marlon Moraes. He lost to Sterling. He's only, beat, he's only lost to the best guys. Uh, Sadiq, you, uh, but then Song Gidong, like, is an Asian dude with fucking power. His nickname is Kung Fu Monkey. Um, and, uh, <laughs> You keep you keep giving me setups that will get me canceled if I said it. I just keep stopping myself. Uh, he's fighting Kung Fu Monkey. Uh, he, he's knocked out Marlon Moraes, knocked out Julio Arce, knocked out Casey Kenny. So, yeah, I think they're trying to um, build up the Kung Fu Monkey because uh, he's, he's won three in a row. And if he gets through uh, Sanhagen, but I think Sanhagen wins this fight. Um, and then uh, that car is good. It's got a. Uh, uh, Giga Chagats against Sadiq Youssef. Uh, Andre Philly is fighting on that card. Sajara Eubanks, who's seven and seven, but she's very she's good. She's a good seven and seven. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, that actually that card's pretty good. There's a bunch of good, uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, Sam Alvey was like seven and seven, she's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam Alvey can go on a streak like that in this day and age. So, Sam's trying to get the Jake Paul fight, right? According right. to him, he beat the shit out of Logan Paul in sparring. Do you think right. this is true? Wait, so because he beat Logan Paul in sparring, he wants to fight Jake Paul in Khabib? He understand. says he could beat both of them, but he has sparred Logan, and it was embarrassing that the, the, basically they told him to stop hitting him, and, right. he kept, and he kept hitting him. He was trying to not hit him, but he kept, right. no matter what he threw, he fucking landed in sparring. So, okay. so even when he's trying to lose, he can't. He, he, can't, he can't get it done. He tries to win, he loses. When he tries to lose, he wins. Like, Dude, there was a guy I met, uh, Leo Kuntz. So I love this guy, Leo Kuntz or Kuntz. Did he, so he he goes to Korea to fight and he, for the UFC for the UFC, and th- he he lost. But the guy from Korea got paid to lose and still won. Um, and then went to jail for eight for eight months for fixing a fight. So right. I'm like, you couldn't even win a fixed fight, dude. <laughs> like, right. the other guy pretty rough. <laughs> I, got offered, to- I got offered a fight in Korea once um, by the, the same company that didn't pay me in Japan. They stuck me on half my money, offered me to fight that seven foot four. Uh, I don't know. What is that guy's name? The um, Fedor fought him, the seven foot four Chinese guy. Um, oh, uh, right. He was a uh, kickboxer for, for a while, I think. Or something. That, like, I didn't, didn't he like also break dance or something? Was he in that? Uh, was, <laughs> well, was he, he was that? Asian. So there was a, he was Asian. Was he in the Smashing Machine documentary? Anyway. Was he in the Smashing Machine uh, documentary? No, no, he's not that old. He's the guy Fedor armbarred and was hanging off of his arm. I can't believe I can't remember. His the guy name. that Brock uh, Lesnar beat? The guy that Lesnar beat? No, not him. Um, 
you remember Fedor? He was a kickboxer. He's got a giant head. And Fedor was hanging off of his arm. Like he armed Hong him. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Hong Man Choi. Yeah. So yeah. they offered me $5,000 to fight Hong Man, Man Choi in South Korea when they already owed me 10000 Like they still owed me 10000 And they offered me $5,000 to fight him. And my agent tried to talk me into it by saying, well, I need to be a chance to see South Korea. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that, yeah, that's that's great. Maybe I can swing by North Korea while I'm there. Wait, ha- you know what I mean? Wait, or whatever. It, it had to be kickboxing? No, it was an MMA fight, but it was after my back was real hurt and they still owed me 10 grand, but they were going to give me five grand to go fight him in South Korea on yeah, 10 days. Yeah, you would have killed him though. Yeah, I probably would have beat him, but I told him to pay me the 10 grand they owed me and then I would go do that one for five grand and I was just going to not do it. I was just going to get 10 grand and not go. <laughs> um, but, uh, they quit. They quit calling when they realized they still owed me ten grand. They were like, "Oh yeah, we did stick that guy. Never mind. They didn't offer the fight anymore." So, uh, oh, so in one FC this week, Marla Moraz. No, no, not Marla Moraz. Uh, Moraz is fighting Johnson. Uh, they're having their third match against Mighty Mouse against Adriano Moraz, uh, who beat him. Remember, he beat him the first time because you could knee in that. Already. Right. And then yeah. Johnson won the second time. So this is the trilogy. Uh, should be or no? Maybe he didn't win the second time. This this guy still have the. Uh, the belt. This is no. This is two. This is second. This is this is the rematch. This is the rematch. Sorry, I stand corrected. Um, in one championship, uh, which pays really well. Moraes is twenty and three. Johnson, who I, the UFC never should have traded for Ben Askren. In hindsight, they should have right. should have came over <laughs> a year earlier. Um, because you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I love that that the UFC contract is so restrictive. They can trade you to another organization. That's amazing. Like they can just like make you go fight somewhere in a different, <laughs> in a different country. Like that's how much they own you. Like no, no, you're going to go fight for someone else. So. Well, it was weird. I think they were trying to get rid of the 125. I think that was the yeah. Thing. And Cejudo mm-hmm. fucked the whole thing up because he beat the 35 pound champion. Right. And then, yeah. and then he retired, and then he really fucked it up. So I still know. wish they would get rid of the 125 pound uh, division. So. So, uh, what else is going on? Demetrius Johnson's not downing his own chin after taking his knee right to the face. Of course, yeah. Um, Luke Rockhold, Dana White controls the narrative, never gave me a chance. Uh, come on. Yeah, I don't know that that's true. I think he had a few chances. He was I the mean, champ for a while. I, I mean, never. He was, I was here to fight, dude. And people lose track of who I am, who I was, and what I have done. Everyone was asking me, if you don't need this, you want this, what's going to get you up in those moments? It's fucked up. It's fucked up to say, why do you think I was so mad at Dana? Because Dana never gave me a chance. The moment I came into the UFC, he never gave me a fucking chance. He wrote me off, never highlighted my years in strike force or anything I did, all the wins, only my losses. Dana controls the narrative of what the public perceives. And he fucked me from the start. It took me 16, 17 years to come back and get a fight like that to earn my respect. Help them. Uh, nothing I did in the past mattered till now. That's why I feel the way I feel sometimes. That's why I said what I said. I mean, he beat Weidman in, for right. the championship belt. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, nothing, I'm not discrediting you, Luke, Luke, at all. But I'm saying, like, you had a chance and you fucking rose to the occasion. And then right. you got knocked out by Bisbing, um, which, no, I mean, that's, it happens to the best of yeah. us. And it would never fought. happen again if they had fought a hundred times. And you were overconfident, but why wouldn't you be? You you rear naked choked him with one arm the first time, and you know. Right. And, uh, but you know, I don't think he never had a chance. I 
I, I the, the problem a lot of guys make is they think the UFC is going to promote them. The UFC, for being you know as big a company as they are, they don't promote anybody very well. Like they're always like, "Oh, the UFC can create stars." Anyone who became famous did it themselves. Like Conor McGregor didn't. It wasn't the UFC machine that made him famous. It was him and what he did. You know what I mean? Like it was. Um, you look at guys like even like Colby Covington. If Colby Covington hadn't come up with this ridiculous character, he wouldn't even be in the UFC anymore. You know, like it, no matter how good he was, you know, like it's just they don't make you into a star. They don't promote you. They don't do anything. You got to do it on your own. And it's actually a sad situation because they like the WWE, they can make stars. You know, like even the NBA can, you know, to a degree do it. But uh, UFC, man, if you ain't going to do it, people were mad at me getting a co main event slot in my second fight. And I'm like, don't be mad at me because I'm good in interviews. You know what I mean? Like, what, like, you know, why are you mad at me? Like, I'm just trying to take advantage of the opportunity. You know, like you guys should have been talking trash. But there was even guys here locally, I won't name any names, who had fought in the UFC multiple times that were kind of like bitter that I was getting the shot I was getting, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, dude, it's your fault. You're boring. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like you have no personality, you know, like it's not like it's not that hard. I just started saying ridiculous stuff in interviews and being funny. And then I did. What I, tell myself, I tell myself all that all the time. I mean, like. And, and and people hit me up. They're like, "Can you believe Brendan Schaub's in this?" Or because like people people can always text me, "Could you believe this?" I'm like, and I gotta be like, I don't care. Sorry, I don't care because any energy that I spent on that, I could right. be writing a new fucking joke. I could be creating, posting something up. Like it doesn't matter. It like th- this last two weeks on a cruise ship has really helped me out a lot because it number one it. I had fun again. I haven't had fun in a long time. Like I was dancing at a clubs. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I used to be on the black dance team in college. And like, I, I fucking loved it. I haven't danced in a while, but I also, <laughs> there's no internet on the, on the, on the cruise. You get like, it's, you have to pay for the internet. So yeah. I, I used to look at my phone. You spend 20 hours on your phone today. Like now it's, right. like, it's like one hour on the phone. Like I'm like, this is, and it also, I feel like I'm just in a better place creatively, this and that, but just, uh, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It matters what you're doing. And there's always you're always gonna go into the locker room, Sean. When you were there, the people, people always be like, "What the fuck?" But dude, fuck you. Like you do your thing. I'm not stopping right. you. And, right. and and shitting on me is not gonna help your cause. Like no one's ever gonna be funnier. Unless they're doing it on stage. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I don't know. I, I could probably do a whole hour on how much shop sucks and probably get a, <laughs> probably get a, uh, get a, quite an audience. Cause there's a lot of do people it. who want to hear it. Then do it, bro. <laughs> then, then do it. Fuck That'd it. be awesome. If I did an entire hour on how much Dude, Brendan shop. You can open for me, bro. Dude, I'll honestly, <laughs> I'm in Vegas, December, uh, that big fight week. You have 10 minutes. Your whole thing could be on Brendan Schaub. Uh, like that would be hilarious. Like you know, I'll do it. Deal. I'll do it. December. I got till December. Yes, you have till December. I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'll do Fuck it. Yeah, sure. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You, can do, you can talk about whatever you want, but if you want to talk about Brendan Shop for ten minutes, <laughs> you could fucking be my guest. Yeah, uh, it'll and, just and, be Brendan Shop. It'll be. It'll be. I'll be. You could even play his videos and then talk about how bad the joke is. You could have. Right. Like, uh, you could. You could do like whatever you want to do. Maybe I'll just do his jokes. I just don't know how many times the crowd wants to hear what the fuck is a punchline. That's, Dude, that's his man? only punchline. Sam Tripoli put me on this show one time where they had a guy that was like fake Carlos Mencia. It was like Carlos Mencia, <laughs> right? It was like a Mexican right. comic. And he had like, he looked just like Mencia. And then in between jokes, he was the host. He would just do everyone's bit, but like, but do like the Mexican version of it. Uh, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he would just say my friend after every punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do the exact same joke, a little bit fucking thing, like, and then be like, 
right? Like, like you know, vatos or whatever he would say. You know, you know like, like <laughs> it was like so fucking ridiculous. And finally, someone called him out on it. Like that was like the, like the whole shtick. Like, what? I didn't do anything. And like, it was like the most ridiculous show. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was funny. It was actually funny. There's some of the funniest shit you've never seen. Like, Greg Fitzsimmons had a show called uh, Dream Crushers, where basically he sold a show where he went around telling people to stop following their dreams. Oh shit! So he'd be like, <laughs> so it was like an intervention. Like right. it was like whether it was a comic or a singer or like that guy that just kept trying to do something that was like right. and then they would be like but you're a really good painter or something. and then and the family would come it was like an intervention for you for your career golly that's horrible <laughs> you got you got their families involved yeah like, oh my gosh that's a terrible terrible show but it's fucking funny though i mean right you, well that's why they watch simon, they watch simon cowell so he can tell people they suck i guess yeah, it's, yeah but, but, right he, but he's basically going to people that have been 30 40 years on something that are not good at it and then, and then uh, yeah. them to stop like called, it's called dream crushers <laughs> and if anybody knows who they need to stop it's greg fitzsimmons <laughs> like that's that's who needs to reach him and tell him to stop so, oh yeah, man ridiculous that's brutal so what do, what do you got is that about? online anywhere there is there no he, he never sold it he never he he pitched it uh but i guess they said it was too mean um, i bet it'd sell nowadays i'll tell you what how long ago was that because now mean is in now so <laughs> dream crush you ever hear the story about the guy uh there's nothing there's no segue here but i was thinking about like on you know i was in new york city on like 9 11 yeah and uh when, when like that happened and then, like a month later, there was an article about like, when what happened. Okay, right. <laughs> there was an article about this guy who was cheating on his wife on nine eleven, right? Right. And uh, so he was fucking some other girl, and then she he worked in the in the in like the, the uh, trade center, like on like right. the top level. So then she's watching it, and she thinks he's he's like at work, like that morning or something. Like she she thinks he's dead. And then he calls uh, her at like 11 and he doesn't know what's going on on, on the news. He's like, Hey honey, I'm like, I'm at work. How are you? <laughs> she thought, she thought he, that's awesome. And then she, she divorced him. She divorced him. Right. And then like someone found out about something they put on the New York post of like, we're like the worst cheater ever. But if he wasn't <laughs> cheating, he'd be dead. Right. Know? So right. he's kind of the luckiest <laughs> cheater ever. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what a way to get caught, right? I mean, right. can you imagine? Like, like, it's like, you ought to see the view today. Clear as a... <laughs> it's beautiful down here today. That'd be, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, people are something else, man. There's another story about uh, uh, wrestling. Did I, you ever watch... You got to watch the A&E documentaries on these wrestlers. The current yeah, anytime I see all are on, I try to watch it. I know you said they're great. I you can get the app. Couple. If you get the app, they're, like, free on the app. If you get oh, the, really? Yeah, the A&E app. Dude, Kurt Angle, fucking guy. I, I thought you were fucked up, like as far as like fighting injured. This dude broke his neck like thirty times in a year. He's like, I broke it this time, I broke it that. Uh, then I, I don't, I think I might have broken it here at a point where like they like, okay, you, you got to be out for a year. He go back in a week. Like the guy was right. a psycho, right? So then at that, like three years later, he's doing like a hundred and twenty pain fucking a day, oxys a day. He's up to like. 60 oxys first it was two 10 60 a day to the point where yeah. Vince man's like either you have to get sober or i'm gonna fire you so then he joins tna wrestling the next day <laughs> he's like i'm not like man was like you either need to get sober or i'm gonna cheat on my wife <laughs> <laughs> like, dude that guy's i mean 
What a fucking nut job. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you he won't pass his psychological test if you get a spinal cord stimulator. <laughs> Golly, kind of oh, loser. The, the, the Roddy Piper one. I'll tell you what happened to Roddy Piper with the Guerrero brothers, right? Tell that story. Uh-uh. So Roddy Piper was like homeless and he was, uh, you know, he was living in like, he was getting into street fights at night. I mean, for money <laughs> and just, just a fucking. And every time he put on a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> He was living at a church. He was living at a church, and uh, and like the 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 priest told him to go do pro wrestling. Anyways, he becomes like the best villain, right? But he's still like on the come up. So he's in Los Angeles, and the Guerrero brothers are like the big deal. This is like before there was WWE. It was all like you know, town to town, city to city. So, but the Guerrero brothers, they basically so he gets up there in front of twenty thousand people, and he's like, "Hey, I just want to say I'm sorry for everything I've ever said about Mexicans." And Mexican culture, and uh, everyone, please rise for the Mexican national anthem. I'm gonna play it on my bagpipes. So everyone stands up, and he plays La Cucaracha, <laughs> like the cockroach. <laughs> they said like twenty thousand chairs got fucking thrown at him. Like it was raining chairs. Right. <laughs> Dude, he got stabbed three <laughs> times during a wrestling match by like the crowd. He had to wear a Kevlar. That's awesome. Dude, this dude was a fucking psycho. But he goes, he gets to the WWE and he has a talk show called Piper's Pit. Ever watch that? That's where I remember like, that, yeah. In the of like interviewing you, he just starts beating you up. Or he hit Jimmy right. Snuka with like the wrong. Was right after the Brother Love episode or Brother Love show, I think. Yeah. Like so he was going. So he hit Jimmy Snuka with the wrong coconut. Like it was a fake coconut and a real one. Hit him with the real right. one. But so they said, so they like finally, like they had Cindy Lauper there because he was friends right. with Paco Albano and she shows up. And he's he like knocks out Cindy Lauper, like kicks her in the face. <laughs> so now he's the most hated guy, right? So right. They they everyone hates him. Like the world, he's like he couldn't leave the house. They had to relocate his family because he Cindy Lauper was like America's thing. So now he has to fight Mr. T. It's him and Mr. Wonderful against Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, right? But he Paul Orndorff, I never forget Mr. Wonderful. Paul Orndorff was going against Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. But he hates Mr. T because he's not a real wrestler. So right. he refuses to lose to Mr. T, right? In fairness, Roddy Piper's not a real wrestler either. But like, if we're being fair, so. well, he, he's well, a fake wrestler also. So he, uh, in the middle of the match, he decides, I'm not going to lose. So it's Madison Square Garden. It's, it's WrestleMania 1. Like, Liberace is there for some reason. Like, right. Cindy Lauper. It's sold out. Everyone's there. The Knicks, everyone's there. And he decides, I'm not letting Mr. T beat me. So right. they have to, like, call an audible and have, like, Orndorff, like, like, like they had to change the whole script where he gets pinned in the middle right. of the match. And then he, like, <laughs> fucking leaves wrestling because, because he w- didn't want Mr. T to beat him. He felt disrespected right. as a pro wrestler. And that, like, right. like what a fucking nut job. But, like, there's, a, there's another awesome. guy, though, this fucking black dude that's the worst human being I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he was in ECW wrestling. Dude, this uh, guy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. The dude that would really punch people for real or kick them for real, like in the uh, yeah matches. Dude, yeah, I've seen him. Guy off. He, him and this guy were doing this like jump, and he uh put like ECW. Come on, now it's gonna bother me. ECW Black Villain Black because this is on like the thing called the Dark Side of the Ring. Dude, if you want to ever like hate your life and everyone around you, watch this thing. It's just, it's one, uh, what's this guy's name? He, this dude was like crazy. This dude, uh, he went to, um, 
he was like saying how great OJ Simpson was back in the day and this and that <laughs> and uh, like uh was New Jack. Dude. Yeah. He was like a hundred feet above the thing with another guy, and he tased him because the guy like fucked up a fall. He brought a taser to the match and tased the guy and then threw him off. Like the guy right. could have died. The guy somehow only broke his foot. Like he went through like two tables. New Jack. Then then they had another guy that was like Dude, dude. Then they had another guy that was like really good because he wrestled with little people. This guy, his name was uh, New Jack. His, his name was was it Metro something? New Jack. Uh, <laughs> dude, the kid was like 15 years old, and his dad brought him to the fucking brought him to the wrestling match, and he, and he, and they let him wrestle New Jack for his like. Oh, his name was Mass Transit, right? So, <laughs> and because he was good at wrestling with Metro. little people, he's good at wrestling with little people. So he he, get, he gets this guy, and the guy says, "Hey, let me get a couple shots off to you first, and and then and let's make it look real." And New Jack felt disrespected, dude. He beat the living shit out of this fifteen year old to the point where the guy went to the hospital. Like the guy almost died. Like he then he then later on in like these like backyard wrestling, he uh, he stabbed the guy like eighteen times during a wrestling match because the guy was the bounty hunter or something, and. Uh, <laughs> And then the guy bailed. And then the guy bailed him out of jail and said, "Let's do the real stick where you go around chase. I'll go around chasing you, and I'll be the bounty hunter." Dude, this dude was out of his. I mean, like the worst human being. Like crazy craziness, (laughs) like insanity. I'm about to watch the Dark Side of the Ring. You're saying Dark Side of the Ring, New Jack. If you want to see the craziest human being you've ever seen uh, in your life is this guy, New Jack. And it, cause you, cause you think it's, it's like going to get better. And then the one of the dynamite kids crazy too. Yeah. I must check it out. I got to go Adam. Sorry, man. I got a dog loose. So all right. You're the best, Sean. All right. See you buddy. See you next <laughs> week. Take care. <laughs>